0: What's going on, everybody? This is Black Men Sundays. I'm your host, Corey Sylvester-Murray. We're talking about generational wealth, we're talking about finance, and of course, we're talking about business. My man, Eric, who do you have for this week's Black Men Sunday spotlight? My brother, you've been killing it the last few weeks. Hey, Corey, hey, man. I do appreciate that, man. Today's spotlight,
1: um, we're going to talk about a little bit about this female, her name's Ella Baker. Now, you know what? You know, we're often taught that the civil rights movement was mainly hemmed by men like Reverend Martin Luther King, but it also was some women leaders out there by the name of Ella Baker. And she was instrumental in the organization um, of the stuffs of, of the Civil Rights Movement. Now, in 1943, Miss Baker was a field secretary of the NAACP and eventually became the director of the organization's branch. Now in 1957, Miss Baker moved to Atlanta. To support Dr. King's SELC, by running her own voter registration campaign, which is called the Crusade for Citizenship. Now, after the Greensboro sit-in in the 1960s, Miss Baker held a meeting for student organizations at Shaw University, where the Student Nonviolent Coordinating Committee, which is SNCC, was born. Now, as a key organizer fighting for major strides in the voting rights and civil rights. Miss Baker deserved her place in history as much as her comrades. Now, uh, with that being said, I'd just like to take a quote out of uh, Mr. Dr. Suits, who we used to grow up with, you know? And His thing was, why fit in when you was born to stand out? That's my spotlight
0: for today. Now, back to you, Corey. Wow, Eric, you've been coming with the heat, man. You've been coming with it. I'm loving it. We gotta go on and get introduce today's guest man this brother here let me tell you first off i probably wouldn't have gotten married if it wasn't for this guy you know i was young at the time i'm thinking you know i got two three five thousand that's enough to pay for a wedding they said that's enough to pay for the flowers but you got venues <laughs> to pay for it. Hey, you got food you mean, to pay man. for that's right <laughs> i didn't know what to do i'm looking at my paychecks i'm like okay i got six months to the wedding even if I skipped all the bells, that ain't enough money. I was panicking. I saw UCF had a had a sneaker convention. I went to a sneaker convention. I had, you know, I was out there killing it, man. I had some Yeezys with me. I had the white OVOs with me. I had the black ones. I was just trying to sell them because I needed, I needed some cash. I didn't realize weddings costed that kind of money. So to make a long story short, I met this guy. This guy had a mean sneaker collection. This guy's booth was huge. I'm talking he had the, the championship LeBron's, if y'all know what that is. This guy is a sneaker enthusiast. This guy's a business owner. Every time I've met this guy, this guy would give me money from a SunTrust bag, would even have the pen and make sure it was good. Because you know, back then when you sell shoes, sometimes guys would give you face speaking of fakes this guy's a sneaker authenticator you know how many bro i brought some sneakers i had to take them to this guy he said nah these no good remember them shoes i brought to you that i brought for my man he was like nah these fake i was like so this guy is a sneaker enthusiast this guy makes his bread off sneakers you know we're talking about generational wealth this guy's the definition of generational wealth man like this guy, y'all don't understand. This guy is a big deal in my life, man. Like, whenever I need my closet cleaned, I guess who I call first? Yes. So, my man Juan Solano from Colombia, welcome to Black Men Sundays, brother. How you doing, man?
2: I appreciate you, Corey. Thank you, man. Thank you for having me. Thank you, yeah, that- all, all the guys on here too that that are out here, you know, uh, promoting, you know, doing their time, you know, to help you run this 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 podcast.
0: Yeah, no doubt, man. Let's let's dive right into it. Like I said, we talking about finance. We talking about business. We talking about generational wealth. Let me give y'all a fun fact of this guy. This guy loves sneakers so much. Guess what his son's name is? Jordan. <laughs> and I'm not making this up. That's all facts. So let's dive right in, man. Because when I first met you, I feel like every couple months you was in like a new truck or something. So let's talk. A lot of guys was- don't really understand. But listen, though, a lot of guys don't really understand like you know, when they think of sneakers, they're thinking tennis shoes. They're not thinking. So let's start with from a financial perspective from because I like to get to the money talk first. Mm-hmm. Let's talk about some shoes, just some shoes that you've sold over the years. Just talk about some prices that you've received for shoes or that you've bought. So people could understand that this isn't just you going into Kmart, getting some um, Reebok. So let's go.
2: Yeah, um, well, I can tell you my my. uh Highest pair that I've paid, that I've sold, I paid. You know, I sold the pair for a pair of Air Max probably last year. That was my biggest ticket so far to date. That was uh, $16,500 for that shoe. And those were uh, worn ones. They're very hard to come by. It was a size nine. And I bought it for $9,500. So it was like a $7,000 profit almost a hundred percent profit but hey, we take we'll take those you know very hard to come by that where I sold it was even more impressive so my friend came from Colombia and he was he saw the shoes and he was like oh man I, I need to take this back with me there's a sneaker event I was like I looked at him like yeah you crazy I, I'm not parting with these shoes and he's like I'm gonna leave you ten thousand collateral. I said, all right. Here's the shoes. Make sure they come back in one piece. I don't want to hear no stories. And he he built a nice little section for them and everything in the sne- in the sneaker event they had over there. That was their first ever sneaker event, Colombia, because uh, it's it's blowing up over there, uh, right now. And so they did the event. I I can tell you, Corey, if somebody bought them. I would have never. You know, in a million years, thought that somebody in that country would have actually made the purchase. I would have thought it would have been sold here because, I mean, I mean let's be honest, it's it's, it's there's not as much money over there as 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 it is here. You know?
0: Yeah, yeah definitely, man. And let's talk about that because you know you're from Colombia. You know, you a business owner. Ledger's Boutique, Alafaya Trail, Orlando. You know, click Orlando. We on that now. We on all the apps, but we on click yes, Orlando too. So people gonna know about you, man. Um, but let's before we get into the the business side, I still wanna. I think people are gonna be intrigued about this, especially you said that ten thousand dollars. Let's get mm-hmm. back to it because when I first met you, didn't have a boutique yet. But yes. I just remember you would travel all around. You would go to all these conventions. You know, if I, I remember times I would come to you, and say, hey, I'm looking for a shoe. You might not have it. But then you would come. I remember one time you drove all the way. to like San Diego or something, came back and had the heat yeah. for me. So just talk about the, the sneaker love, the sneaker travel, because people, you know, these days got it easy. They just go online on Nike. They go online on Finish Line on the apps and they just clicking it. But, you know, I feel like you like an OG on the sneaker game. So just give some love on the traveling side and all the brothers that paved the way. You know what I'm saying?
2: Yeah. There's there's a, there's a lot of people, my wife, uh, she, she helped me a lot and so did my son. Um, we would travel to these sneaker events. I would bring friends along that were also, you know, part of the, the sneaker trade that they would, you know, sometimes help me out. I'll pay them, of course, you know, buy them food throughout the whole way. And, take care of them, put them in a nice hotel. That specific travel you're talking about, we drove from Orlando to San Francisco. It was a two-day sneaker con event. I would do all the sneaker cons with sneaker con. Uh, we would travel around around the whole country. It was good money. It was, uh, you know, sometimes it'd be twenty, thirty thousand, dollars 30000 40000 uh, shows. And um, like you said yourself, i might not have the shoe but at the event I would be able to find it so I was I would like like I remember I found you a pair that you had um I wanted and you had asked me hey I need these uh Chicago off-whites I didn't have them at, at the time and you were like I needed it in this size and I told you I got them at that convention I brought them down here for you and we met up in in a uh, downtown at that 7
0: 11. And, and we we got you right yeah man so let's let's talk a more business now because like i said you you're saying that these sneaker shows you're getting forty thousand. so people not really understanding the type of money that goes into this mm-hmm. so let's talk about the general wealth perspective of this how are you able to take care of your family how are you able to live off the sneaker lifestyle
2: the shoes are, are a big part and second second biggest part is of me being conscious and uh, buying them at a fair price so where I can make some money on it. You know, I can make 30 40% residual income off that shoe once I sell it. And, you know, with these sneakers, most of the time, they're going up in value. They're not losing the value. You know, the longer the longer the sneaker that you hold it, the harder it becomes to find it. And if it's in a new brand new condition, you're going to get paid for it because nobody else has it. Now you have the ball in your court. Where hey, you know you want this shoe? I have this shoe. It's brand new. You can't just go in any sneaker store or, or online and find this shoe. I I want this amount of money for it. And so that's where, that plays a big a big part. You know, I can hunt down people, uh, that are selling their collections. I, I was lucky for me. Corey had a wedding. Uh, he had to dump some real beautiful pairs that he had in new condition and he took care of the the shoes real well, bagged them up and I was, you know, thrilled to buy them from him, you know, because not too many people had that. And I needed it for my sneaker show when I would set up, I would like a assortment of of product that that you can't find. And then people would come to my table as soon as I opened and and they knew what they were getting from me
0: keeping it real on here and that's what we do on black men sundays man so let's fast forward a little bit because like i said you know when i met you you were more on the road you would mm-hmm. you know be out of town i hit you up well i'm in this town i in. Mean, i remember one time you was at sneaker con i think it was in like like denver somewhere um and you know you brought me back them yeezys to glow in the dark um 750s you remember them yes, so so you know but i remember at the time you were more mobile but I then would- yeah but as as the years went on you're like, hey, I got a boutique now. I'm on the east side, Legends Boutique, right across from UCF. So how did that come about? Like, did you use sneaker money to finance this boutique?
2: I, d- I did use sneaker money. Um, So I went to this event in LA and events weren't becoming as, as successful for me. When I say as, su- as successful for me, I mean, I would project a certain amount. And if I didn't hit that amount, on these trips, I would be pissed at myself because I'm the breadwinner for my family. I'm, I'm, I am have a lot of bills to pay, you know, I have a, to, to also fund my business with this money. So it's like a it's like a, I'm recycling this money to keep moving my business b- bigger and, you know, move it forward and make it bigger and buy more shoes. So the, the events became... Less and less every time. So I went from 30 to 25 to 20, and I think uh, one day I hit like 10 in Dallas, and then the next one was um, LA two-day show. And so I was uh, I was a little upset, and I went to the LA show. Drove here uh, 30 plus hours, you know. When I got there, the first day it wasn't as successful as I thought it would be. I mean like 10,000. And I, would, I was thinking it was going to be like a thirty dollars to $40,000 show again. It was two days. So I'm thinking, hey, this is going to be a $30,000, $40,000 a week. And that, that $10,000 kind of like threw me out, you know. And I, and, I, and I had said something to a employee that was part of that convention. And I guess he had his mic because they all had mics. And I guess his mic got stuck on. His mic got left on. And we had a conversation that was for me and him to hear. And the owner heard it. And he just straight up asked me, hey, how have these last shows been for you? And I clearly told him my input. I was like, hey, it's not been good. You know, these people have these YouTubers playing basketball here. And when that happens, it sucks the life out of this show. We're not making money and we're not here for selling shoes, which is the purpose of this event. There's there's an hour and a half to a two-hour window where these people are at the show watching these YouTubers. We're not making money. It's affecting our show. And so the owner heard it and he's very, he has, he's very prideful. He doesn't like anybody to say anything negative about his show. As I'm, but I told the guy, hey, I'm I'm gonna let you go. I'm gonna set up. So as I'm walking by the owner, he tells me, hey, I don't think you're no longer welcome here. You're bad-mouthing my show, this and that. I was like, hey, it's no problem. I grabbed my son. I left. I said, you know, if, you, if I'm not welcome here, I'm not setting up. So I took off home. The whole ride, the whole ride, I'm going home. I'm thinking to myself, how am I going to, you know, figure this out? This is this was my business. This was my bread and butter. This This event, this one event. How am I gonna how am I gonna get out of this hole you know so the whole ride my wife's like oh don't worry about it I'm gonna help you I'm like yeah but this you know these bills come in they don't wait for nobody and then and I also needed to buy shoes I only had that ten thousand that ten thousand I still had to pay gas and hotels and food so we're talking about out of that 10 that I made on that one day probably two are gone so I'm coming back with like eight and I mean, I still had a thousand pairs of shoes in my possession with that eight, and I had some money left over. My mom also uh, gave me a ten thousand dollar loan, and she said, "You need to open a store. People don't know about you. You're you're sitting here behind." I mean, I also sold shoes to Go, Stockx. I've I've had several websites. I've had I've, I've done it on, on online. I've done well online. I also sold shoes online, so. I got some money from online. I got some money from my mom. I got some money I had put up, and we went and opened this store. Uh, like you was talking about, it. it's it's uh, across from UCF. The address is 4498 North Alafia Trail, Suite 336, in Orlando, Florida. And and we started there. And man, Corey, I can't I can't believe it to where I've gotten it today. It's to the point where that's that. when that store that I built is now too small for me and I have to go get a bigger building because it, it, that place, I can't even, there's nowhere else to put
0: shoes in that, in that store. And let me ask you a question. Let me, Cause I, I still don't think people really understand, you know, people think in tennis shoes, they think in mm-hmm. Reebok classics. they're thinking, you know, air maxes, which you can get some money for those, but you know, yeah. So when you sold shoes on StockX and go just collectively mm-hmm. on an average how much would you say you made off just online money Well like I was telling you I try to make at least
2: 30 40% of money you know back from the shoes when I invest 200 I try to sell it for 280 300 you know and um I so I have to look at that market I have to see what I'm buying for. I have to see what I'm gonna sell it for. And it's usually like 30, 40% residual that you'll see from reselling shoes. Of course, there's some shoes you might get for a deal. You might be able to make 60, 80%. If you hold the shoe, you know, a long, a long time, you might be able to make a hundred percent. So it, it it all it all plays comes down to do you have money to sit this shoe on the sideline. And say, hey, I'm gonna forget about this shoe and wait till it goes up and make a hundred percent on it. Because I've done that. There's been times where I have bought a 100, 150 pairs of this one shoe, but I know this one shoe is gonna double in value. You know, and it, that takes skills and knowledge for you to do that. You know, you, can, you can't just go out there and, and say, hey, this Reebok Classic is gonna double in value. Again, like you were saying, most of the shoes that I collect are very sought after, hard to find Jordans, retros. You know, you have you also you have some Yeezys that are, are hard and valued. You know, you have mo- most of the sneakers right now that are very exclusive to boutiques and uh, rare stores like uh, for, like House of Hoops, for Locker, and, and you have your Champs, and you know that they barely get in. Those are the ones that are valuable, generate that that wealth for you. And as long as you hold it, the more you hold it, the better it
0: becomes. I know a lot of guys got at least 100, 200 pairs in their closet. They live in apartments. They in the hood. They got nice cars. They're not generating any wealth. They're paying people rent. Tell the brothers on this line and the brothers that are listening all across this world, if you have I, I, some valuable I, shoes in your closet, can that create generational wealth and change your life situation?
2: Yes, sir. I have several stories uh, like yourself. You you are one of the testimonies. I mean, yours, yours wasn't to create wealth, but it created a beautiful life for you where you're you created a huge memory that you will never forget. You know, by selling your sneakers, you made your wife's dream. And your dream a possibility, and your family's dream because they were also a part of it. Um, for these people that have these closets, these brothers and sisters, these uh, my young minorities, I had I have several several uh, testimonies. I have this one guy. His name was Jose. Uh, he sold me everything in his collection he had to buy his first house. This was probably six years ago. He still he still thanks me to this day. He comes every now and then, brings me Chick Fil A or you know gets me uh, uh food for, for my lunch or whatever. He thanks me to this day. He tells me, "Hey man, I was able to buy that home with that money you 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 bought my collection. It was about six thousand dollars he needed for his uh down payment, right? And he took them six thousand dollars. I gave him a receipt and everything. We 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 told, typed everything up. He's like, I need, I need to, they need to know where it's coming from. I said, hey, no problem. I have a business. I have a business account. I can give you receipts. They can, they can see it's coming from my business. And so he took that deposit and he got his home. Like three years later down the line, he sold that home. He made $100,000 cash money. And now he has a $100,000 in the bank by selling this home. He went and bought another home, put another twenty thousand. So now he still has eighty thousand dollars that he made off of this house just just by selling the shoe, just by selling these shoes. But it all it all takes you it takes it takes a, a special type of person to you know have their head on right because most of these people who sell their shoes they go out and they blow the money you know on something that's insane. Is is not significant in your life. Shoes are assets in today's market. If you if you sell them, you make your money, grab that money and use it again to to have another asset and build you and build your empire. You know what I'm saying? Don't just go out there and buy four thousand dollar wheels on your car. That's that probably you can hit the corner and you bend the the rim, you know. Oh, there goes your four four thousand or you know. It it's just it just depends on the on the person, you know what I'm saying? If you're smart enough and you do the right things with your money, you can build
3: yourself up. Hey, Hello, one. This is Commissioner Scott out of Atlanta, Georgia. I got a couple of questions, man, because you know, Corey's always telling us that he built those mini empire off of selling shoes. Yes, sir. You know, coming what you coming on telling us about it is to treat me a little bit more, you know, because it's like I'm starting to see what he was talking about, uh, not only from his perspective from others. So on average, if you keep a pair of shoes, how long would you have to keep a pair of shoes to make a 25% profit? I know it's a lot of factors, like the type of shoe and all that. But, Mm -hmm. you know, some people, if they're just getting in the game, you know, is there some advice on how long you need to hold on to that first pair of shoe?
2: Commissioner Scott, that's a great question. Thank you for having me today. Um, I would tell you, there's certain shoes you don't have to wait that long. Like, uh, I'll give you an example. There was a pair of Jordan Ford uh military blacks came out that shoe is $380 that shoe cost retail $230 so it's a $150 that right there is over 30% and if you bought if you were able to buy 10 20 of those shoes mm. you know you're looking at over $4,000 profit real quick wow you know? okay yeah, that's investment plus 4000
3: Right, so it's kind of better than the stock market, like Corey was telling us.
2: It's the best thing for get <laughs> into right now. That right. and I and I'll give you another another one. I don't do it. I wish I had the time, but I'm too uh, too into these sneakers to do it. Uh, sports cards. Sports cards are a huge thing right now. I'm talking about huge.
3: I got another quick question. All right, I am the commissioner of the National Engineering League, right? So I work with a lot of engineering students and we look at processes and process engineering, right? Could you tell us a little bit about if you have these shoes, how, what is the process per, for preserving them so they'll be in good condition? Right?
2: Okay, that's a, that's a very good question as well because it's your investment. Humidifier, get a humidifier for your house, uh, air cleaner and keep them as far as away from humidity. Because humidity plays a huge role, you know. Keep a fan on in the room. Make sure it's a, a climate-controlled place. You don't want you don't want to store your shoes in a, in a hum, humid room because they will fall apart. The yeah. the 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 midsole, that that foam midsole, the humid gets in there and it just it's bad for the for the shoes. The sun too discolors the shoes, and 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 it, and it messes the color up on the on the shoes.
3: Okay. Wow, that's interesting. Uh one last question is uh you know what makes the shoes you know valuable or go up in value? Is it just the demand of the, who wants it or is it a particular thing that's that is,
2: that is that is correct. The demand, there's not enough shoes uh put out and so, you know, these, these and and most people nowadays they're getting into this it's a it's a, it's a street fashion, it's a you know, it's a thing right now. It's a style, a statement, a way of life, you know. People want to to look good. They want okay. to look like they have money. And so everybody's getting into it. And and those type of sneakers, they're very sought after and they're very hard to find because not enough come to the stores. And so those are the ones you want to buy. Those are the ones that are gonna hold the value. And you can immediately walking out the store make money on it. You don't have to sit on it. You can make you can make a little money on it walking out the store. But if you want to make more, you can gladly hold on to the shoe, and it'll generate more wealth. I'll give you another example. Uh, there was a store here in Orlando. They had uh trophy room fives. First come, first serve. He had uh, it's Marcus Jordan, Michael Jordan's son. Yeah. And the shoes were $220 retail. He had a line. I'm talking about like a, at least 10,000 people outside his store. He had about 15,000 pairs of those sneakers. So everybody was going to be able to get a pair. But that shoe walking out of that store, that's 220. That, that was already a $500 sneaker. I told several people, hey. Don't sell this shoe. This is not a shoe you sell. You hold on to it. I was lucky enough to get 20 pairs of that shoe. I sold them a week later for $750 each pair. They shot up immediately because the whole country wasn't able to get this shoe. It was just here in Orlando. You know, Mr. Marcus Jordan, uh, you know, blessed Orlando sneaker community. And he only sold it here in Orlando. And online, but but online, there wasn't enough pairs. And after the release, it just, it it was like wildfire. Everybody wanted them, couldn't get them. And they were paying upwards of seven to 800. I'll give you another one. A month later, the shoe was almost $2,000. Good
3: Lord. Yes, sir. So, like how do you do your research? Is there a way to go about conducting research to see what's gonna be hot, what's coming out? Is it just relationships you got or
2: what? Um, it's mostly knowledge. You learn you learn from, you know, being in, in the sneaker community, experiences you go through and you see what what's trending and it's and it's relevant. You know, the the Jordan retros is well mostly is gonna hold value because it's a shoe that the he wore at some point, they just changed the color. And so if it's a if it's a classic color, if it's something that's appealing to everyone, that's what they're going for. They're going to gravitate to it.
0: Thank you, sir. No problem. So, hey, man, I want to um, transition back to the Legends boutique. Yes, sir. You know, now that you're in there, you've been in there for a while. I've come in there a few times, hung out. Mm-hmm. bought some shoes, sold some shoes, but let's talk about people that have a closet full of shoes that may want to be a business owner like yourself. Tell me what type of money do they need to have saved up? What type of money do they need monthly to rent a building like you have? Okay. Let's talk. Yeah. Let's, let's, let's get back to the we, money talk.
2: We can get in. We can get into some, some numbers. Uh, You know, you want to have some money for build out. You want to have a down payment deposit for your space. Doesn't have to be an expensive space. You know, just get the get the store open. That's my first, you know, big advice to you, uh, to anyone hearing this. Just, just, just get it open, you know, scale it. They'll come. It doesn't matter where you open it. If you have a, a product that's real and you are doing your work, the people will come. I promise you that I build my business. I have never spent a dollar on promotion and I have people from Brazil, Germany. I mean, you name it, Alaska, they come and they know about my story just off of the internet. The internet's a great, you know, tool, uh, you know, uh, YouTube, Instagram, but, but, you know, just, just talk about yourself, explain yourself, and and bring out that energy that you you know this is this is you you're your, you know marketing yourself and you you're putting all this time into your into your craft so you need to you need to do what you got to do to promote your store and your and your product they need to have to start the business a minimum of twenty to thirty thousand I did it with about thirty thousand I started with thirty thousand I you know went to uh, SMD, which is the company that's in charge of the plaza, gave him my $12,000 deposit or down payment. It was a uh, first month, 4000 and then two-month two, two security deposit. So it was about 12500 five, 12, and then the rest was for the build-out. Build-out, it just kept getting crazy on me. You know, I thank God I had my parents' help. Uh, they came in and they they worked. They built. They put shelves up. They painted. We put walls up. We made sure that everything was working in working order. You know, so it was it was about a, a two week build out that we gave ourselves, and we did it. When we opened those doors, we had most of the UCF collegiate athletes that now they're in the NFL. You know, and I'm friends with them, so it's just it's just all about you know just doing it just doing
0: it yeah man because when I you know look at your social media man I I don't see magic players bought from you UCF yes, players NFL players so talk about you know the relationships that you've just cultivated over the years over sneakers and how that's helped advance your generational wealth
2: yes sir that that plays a big part into owning a sneaker store you want to have a a person like that feel like they're being, you know, catered to, or, you know, the, 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 whatever they ask for, hey, you asked me for it, here it is, you know, I have it for you. Um, you want to take care of these people because they play a big part in your, in your, you know, goal to, to scale your business. You know, if, if you take, don't treat that person with a, you know, utmost service, you're going to lose them. He, he'll go back to online or go to another shop and won't one won't, won't shop with you but to be honest that's for any person you want to do that with every customer that comes in i understand that these athletes have the monetary uh value to spend whatever they want but they don't come every day you know those locals those are the ones that really fund your business because they'll come they'll buy they'll sell to you they'll they'll chop it up with you the athlete might come in You know, once every three months, once every four months, he's not going to come in every day. But the local will come in once, twice a week, you know, and help you, you know, grow. So you have to take care of those people. Another thing I wanted to tell you, Corey, um, that you didn't mention that I think is very important is when you get a store, you want to go deep, you want to go sit down with a lawyer and make sure you are getting the, what you want out of this contract because you don't want to sign a contract for whatever amount of time. And now you're stuck into this legal binding contract that you can't get out of. So you that that's a very important part into building a sneaker store. You know, I know that most, a, a lot of people want to uh, open stores in malls. Well, malls, they take a 10%. Commission off of every sale that you make. Yep, that's why. Uh, I don't know if you remember Marcus Jordan when he had his store in trophy, and um, I'm sorry, when he had trophy room in uh, Disney Springs, he would take all the releases downtown to the club and sell them out of the club. Why? Because Disney Springs would charge this gentleman a ten percent from every sale. So if you do the math, he had. He had their 500 pairs, let's say. Usually it's about that about that, that amount. He had 500 pairs, right? Each pair costs retail 180. They're taking a 10% off of each shoe. It's about $20 times 500. You're talking about 10,000? Is that 10,000 or 100? 10,000, right? Yes, yeah, 10, yeah. Okay, $10,000 loss where he would take it to the nightclub he had friends that were in the nightlife, pay him $1,000, you know, take his employees out there and do it there. And now he he just saved $9,000.
3: So with your store being so popular, um, like what if it, there was an entrepreneur with a new shoe that they wanted to come out? Could they sell in your store at all or you just sell, you know, name brand, known known brands? Oh,
2: well, that that's a great question, Commissioner Scott. Um, there is a certain individual, his name is, LaMelo Ball. I never I've never sold Pumas in my life. But they became so popular that now I had to go get these Pumas for this for the community because they were that that hyped. And uh the, one of the, the specific um releases was the Rick and Morty. The Rick and Mortys were it was a collab between I don't know the name of the entity. But it was a collab between Rick and Morty and Puma, and they did these Lamello balls. Those shoes were one hundred and twenty dollars, and were reselling immediately for about three hundred. Oh, yeah.
3: Reason why I asked too, because the National Engineering League, we will be making shoes. The students are designing them, so if we get okay. some hot man. Maybe we can hit you up and see if we could, uh, you know, sell some of your store, man. We're talking That's, about if
2: if the best way to go about making any shoes outsourcing to China.
0: So for a brother like me, man, whenever I've gotten a jam, I needed $300, $500, $1,000, I would sell a shoe. Whether I would call you, StockX, GOAT, whoever, I would get that shoe sold, the stress immediately ended. For the guys out there that are sitting at home that have, I mean, I know guys with all the off-whites, all the Jordan ones, all the Travis Scott's. And they're sitting there struggling, struggling. They're not generating any wealth. They're not helping their family out, really. They're buying shoes with their money. What advice Mm -hmm. can you give for those guys, man? Like, real talk. Uh, The
2: best advice I can give to them is hit. Sometimes you got to hit the reset button, you know? Sell, sell, sell. And then redo it again. It's, It's all right, you know? Maybe that shoe didn't pan out. To be what it, what what you thought it would be. You know, try not to lose money. And even if you do lose money, go invest it into another shoe that will generate wealth, you know, uphold its value better than that one, you know, and you'll get your money back. So you won't be really losing. Yeah, you may have lost in that in that one scenario, but you could put it into the next one and then the next one. So just don't don't get stuck. If you get stuck, freeze freeze it and you know reset it and let that go and do it again you know I know it's it's tough to acquire these shoes you just have to keep it going
3: it's a question slash comment but I want to say thanks Juan for the knowledge man and thanks for uh, you know telling people about other opportunities there are out here to make money legit money yes sir. Uh, so, you know people don't always have to do illegal things to get ahead they can do stuff like this, which is legit, entrepreneuring, and I uh, just wanted to say thanks for blessing us with this knowledge, man.
2: No, nah, no problem, uh, Mr. Scott. I appreciate you having me today, you know, and and thank you, Corey. You know, if I would have never, if Corey would have never had that opportunity to have that wedding, I may not have known him. So, you know, he, he was a very special key in my growth, you know? He, uh, he helped me out. You know, I helped him out. And, we, you know, it was a balance of both.
0: Man, you don't even know, man. You helped me out with the wedding. Sometimes I get these random bells. I'm like, damn. You know, my wife might want to upgrade the ring. Hey man, I got XYZ met up, it was done. So I appreciate you, man. Cause like I tell everybody, man, you could have been anywhere in the world, bro. You pulled up on Black fence Sundays, shared your knowledge. I don't I don't I don't know how many people I know that have so many thousands of dollars in their sneaker closet, but then they're not using anything. They don't, they're not generating any assets. They're just creating longevity and debts. And I'm tired of that. So that's why I created this platform. That's why I invited you Want to give you, you know, a platform as well. And to let people know that if you have shoes in your closet, you have wealth. So yes, thanks for coming on Black Men Sundays, man. I appreciate you. Bro, you had a good time, though?
2: Yes, sir. Corey, thank you for having me. Um, To everybody out there, you know. You're, you're a special person, you know, just bring it out of yourself or wh- however, you know, work and determination will get you where you want to be in life. Don't take no shortcuts. Like you said, be straight as an arrow and you, you'll get there. You know, the Rome wasn't built in one day. It just takes still time, but you'll get
3: there. Check, check.